This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. It's really, really not that good. Hey everyone, welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. You're probably asking yourself, well, where's Steve? Well, he's not here. And uh, there's a good reason for that. It's because I'm just doing the intro today. Um, this podcast was done at 164 Outdoors uh, a couple of days ago with Ross Bigger and Austin Chandler. We were over there shooting all the new Elite Bows, checking out his shop, some of his new taxidermy. Um, so once we get into this podcast, you might ask yourself, well, this sounds a little funny. Uh, there's good reason for that. Um, and you'll figure it out. We were just basically sitting in the middle of his shop and uh, just having good conversation and having a good time. Uh, this podcast is first and foremost brought to you by 164 Outdoors. Um, if you know where Monmouth, Illinois is, you can find 164 Outdoors. Um, he sells all elite bows, new and used. Um, I, he works on all models of bows. Um, he's got a lot of gear in there. He gets more and more all the time. Um, all the brand new elite bows. You'll hear us talk about that within this episode. Um, scent crusher, of course, uh, very thankful for scent crusher. They've helped us out a lot. We love the products. Um, I, I definitely do believe in, in, in the products and that they do work. And that's a big question we get is, does it really work as good as what you say it work, how it works? And I would definitely say so. Yes. It, uh, definitely another element in the scent elimination factor that is, I would say probably the most important, um, also brought to you by HHA sports. 
the leader the leader in single pin sites um, now multi pin and they have the new rest coming out um, which is definitely awesome um, and also Smith's Custom Meats and Deer Processing in uh, Viola Illinois um, that's more for our local listeners but uh, definitely give them a shot uh, the best deer processing I've ever had clean and everything is good. Um, people come up to me, what, what's your favorite thing from Smith's? I'm like, well, I mean, it's all good. I don't, I don't know. It sounds like I'm making it up, but I really do like everything there. Um, definitely we're checking that out. And, uh, so I, I'll just quit talking and get right into the episode here and uh, hope you guys enjoy. So here we are. We've got a very special, uh, little episode for you. We're at 164 outdoors, the beautiful Ross bigger, his little operation he's got going on here. We're at a table. We're literally sitting in the studio. We've got the elite bows back here. We've got Austin Chandler in here with us. Eric, Kurt, and Ross, and Steve. And, that, and that's all it's here. <laughs> and I, I was just making sure everyone's here. But uh, yeah, this is cool, man. We've got some. Uh, we're playing with some fancy bows, some fancy equipment, and um, big deers all over. I, we got bows. Big this is deers everywhere. Big deers. Yeah. This is a regular podcast. If you're listening to just the podcast, but it's also hopefully going to be a video podcast. Yes. Ross has got his. Uh, Fancy equipment over here that we can mm-hmm. all wave to right now. But hi, table yeah, full yeah. of Yetis over here too. Yetis, oh, bush lights, and uh, Ross's signature sponsorship drink, Crown Royal. Well, I've got a key. <laughs> I got a Keystone over here. I'm I'm, I'm happy. You're like the trashiest person here right now. <laughs> oh, it tastes like high school disappointment all over again. But um, yeah, let's. Uh, you know, we came down here. We were shooting the new Elite bows. Um, we had a couple. We shot the Option Six, Option Seven, the Tempo. And, you know, we, we got, we got to play around with them a lot, you know, changing some poundages and stuff. And what's really cool about these bows, it's like, if, if you're kind of like, man, I don't know how I feel about that five pounds, give or take. And you're going to be like, this is the best bow I ever shot. You're falling in love with it. You know, we'll, uh, we'll upload those videos, but, uh, Ross, you're shooting the option six this year. I, I like the option six, uh, but it's an awful close comparison between. The Are you seven normal, and the six. normally a six-inch brace height guy? Yeah, or? you know, I fell in love with that uh, impulse, and I thought, I thought the impulse would be the bow I shot forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when they come out with that option six, I thought, yeah, that's going to be awful close, and, right. and the draw cycle is totally different. They got a ruler guard now. They've got, uh, they've got one hell of a bow out. Right yeah, now. definitely. And they've changed completely. They're going to the split limb. Six inch brace height. Do you think that yeah. threw a lot of people off going from, I guess like a, I guess a single limb to a split limb for elite? Normally I, that's like I a. I think so. You know, the first the first time that I heard that they were coming out yeah. with a split limb, I thought, man, that's that's wild. I I don't know if I like that or not. Yeah, I, I kind of some people expected it though. You know. Yeah. This, well, honestly, yeah. I you know we always talk about it, I grew up a Hoyt kid, so when I went to elite and it was like the solid limb, I'm like, I don't know what what the difference is going. to I figured it wouldn't be as as uh, quiet or smooth, but. I, I, not a huge difference, but right. uh, yep. I guess it, maybe a little bit of weight reduction there, possibly. Yeah, I don't know. I wish I could just feel what we're talking. Matter of fact, actually, we can. We got a bow right, right there. We got them all behind. You can show them on the video yeah. podcast. So if someone hates like not being able to see yeah. what the hell we're talking about, they can go and hopefully watch this. If I can get uh, the great internet in Sherrard, Illinois, to upload this video in 4K, so we all know what that struggle is like when you live in the country. It takes probably 48 hours to upload a video and yep. use yep. up all your uh, usage. Yep, but, uh, that's right. Yeah, this 164 outdoors. What town is this technically in? Kirkwood. Kirkwood. Yep. And if you look at the Facebook page, the map is not even close. Yep. Oh yeah. We ended up in some it, it'll town take you right into Kirkwood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're 
We're right on uh, Highway 164, not in Kirkwood, Illinois. So it's so a Kirkwood address, but we had but, uh, mentioned something about the new uh, riser design too. They changed new riser that up a lot. design, absolutely. Yep. It does look good. <laughs> Dual cage. Uh, yep. What what do you got there? The six or the seven? I grabbed the uh, I grabbed the six. Can you show that off to the camera yeah. a little bit. Oh, Steve? I did a little bit. Um, you know what's the best part about this boat? It's for sale right now. Yep. <laughs> right at once. So you come down to 164 Outdoors, what we're talking about here. Um, you can buy this bow, and Ross is going to set it up for you. Um, I love shooting this thing. Uh, another big thing that we were talking about is the grip that they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tempo still has what, what feels real close to the impulse grips, but this new grip that they got, um, the more you get to hold it and handle it, the, the better it feels, and it feels really consistent. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's kind of... Mm-hmm. It's not... Not like that V grip that the that the victories were getting, but it's um, in between between yeah. the I would regular. Say so. That's a good way to yep. put that. Yep, they got different limb pocket style here too. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you know another thing that I know a lot of guys would be excited about now that they got the split limbs, the limb savers. You know how you can. I, I always liked with the split limbs how you can put new color accessories on there. Yeah, you know, customize it. I, I, I like that a lot that you can. That's um, one thing Steve cares about his looks, and that's especially it, his personal. Yeah, look. I, you know, I, I just I, you know you gotta. He's a fit and trim guy. Yeah. he likes his boat to look. You, you gotta you gotta what the young kids call stunt. You gotta stunt. <laughs> oh, you know? stunt, just, huh? just showing off, just stunting. Okay. Um, whatever. You but say there. <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's really cool. Um, one of the cooler things that. I noticed, and we all did, was the uh, some of the new colors that they got in yep. the tempo. The brown. What do they call the brown? Hardwoods. Hard, hardwoods brown. Hardwoods brown. Yep. And then uh, and Mr. Then, Chandler here has, would you order the green? We're going to be going with the option seven with the green riser. They call it olive green. And then I'm going to do the camo, uh, the max one limbs on it, or the extra limbs on it. That is going to be awesome. I like that. The, the brown's awesome. I haven't seen the green in person. Yeah, it was probably an ATA, but I was must have missed well, it. Well, um, and all the rhino dice colors you can get too. Like yeah, all those new colors that came out. The gray is really sharp. Mm-hmm. The, the yellow was even yeah. cool. And normally, oh, I'm yeah, not big on yellow. yellow. I, I love the that. purple. That purple was sick. That purple is nice. Yeah. And for all, for all you guys out there, you know that obviously they got them in the the Kuyu. Uh Mossy Oak is a new pattern that they're putting on the elites. So you know you guys that. Uh, that love mossy oak that were like, ah, I don't want to shoot a boat doesn't that mossy oak. Here you go. They are still awesome. doing the kuyu and everything. Okay, mm-hmm. they are. Yep, yep. Which is a cool. It's a cool pattern. I, uh, I've, I've grew up real tree everything, and so mm-hmm. I, I obviously I'm going to lean towards that. I've always liked the the max one patterns. Always been cool, but uh, the, with the elite finishes, all the anything real tree camo looks. Yeah. It's awesome. the most, I, I wish they'd bring that original pattern back. They did it on a couple of leap yeah, bows. But I was hoping to see that this year. Yeah, when, when I go to order, I'll uh, probably do like what a, I get like a five bow pack, like what I got uh, mm-hmm. when they launched the 2017 bows. Darren Christenberry calls me and asks me, "What camo patterns do you want? Do you want eastern or western?" So eastern is real tree, mm-hmm. right? Western or real tree. Uh, Mossy Oak, I was extra. So oh, you're, extra. You're yeah, they, don't make extra. A, they don't make a real tree hardwoods anymore. So they, <laughs> they, no, what did they? they uh, it was like 2004. Was like the last year they did. <laughs> yeah, right. What is the, I keep I keep calling it AP. I just uh, I'm trying to get onto the extra. But but basically, Darren's asking whether you want uh, real tree extra or do you want real tree max one? And I said oh, I don't know. That's that's pretty tough. I said. Most guys around here, I think, 
I think, wear the extra more than they yeah. wear the max yep. one. Definitely. And he said, you're right on the fine line. You're right on the divider. Some <laughs> guys are one way. Some guys are yeah. the other. Mm-hmm. But if you go any far, any farther west... You'll start to see that max one. Yeah, you get over in Bush Light Country, which is Iowa. Yeah, you, know, <laughs> you start getting out that way further west. Guys yeah. are wanting to go max. But we're, max we're one in, works here too, though. Yeah, it does. It does. You can go either way here, or you yeah. can go. You can be kind of like a hipster and get the green or the or the uh, brown. And, oh yeah, and then yeah. you're good there yep. too. Yeah. But, well, and, we went on that uh, South Dakota trip to kill those white tails and mule deer out there, and I felt like a hillbilly rolling in and. Extra. <laughs> Did you really? Out there in South Dakota country, everybody else is wearing Max 1, and I was... <laughs> you know I what was, they should do? They should I make was, a red plaid elite pattern. Uh, it's like the yeah. old school red plaid. The yeah. guys oh, dude, that. I would if, if I could get a bow in red plaid, I would totally do it. And just Hey, you know, my grandpa <laughs> killed deer in red, wearing red plaid. Why can't I? So stupid. <laughs> you I don't know. know, I, you I know what, that is, that is, my first thought was that was really dumb, but... <laughs> I would probably. I, I would, that's still pretty dumb. I would dumb. probably buy a bow in red plaid just because. I mean, that's cool. Yeah, who else guys, is gonna have who it? Who else has got it? That's no, the key. It would be funny. It would be really funny. To It'd do be that, like the throwback. That's like the, the vintage camo. <laughs> <laughs> the original camo. Yeah. You yeah. get guys going. What the hell? I don't know. I get it. Yeah. yeah. You're still an idiot, though. I get it. <laughs> I, I think. It, I think you know. For a target bow, it'd be kind of fun. Yeah, it would target bow would be fun. Yeah, but man, it's got to be a monster to try and get Spe- that. Like speaking of target bow, there ain't nobody out there that has a better target bow than Rio Wild with that. Oh, American that American flag. flag yeah, yep. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. That That's Victory sick. Thirty-Seven. I was like standing two feet behind him at ATA. I probably told this story already, but uh, I was like, "Hey, uh, man, can I get a picture with you?" He didn't even hear me. I'm like. <laughs> Damn it. All right, cool. <laughs> and then the, one of the guys at the Elite booth started talking to me, and he yep. saw the whole thing happen. I'm just like, oh, it's cool. Yeah. It, he's, he's shooting the Revel. Right yes, now. he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 30, 35, yep. axle to axle on it. Yep. How many people have that bow right now? Not, Not many. Not many. Nope. Nope. And even with that none. early dealer pack, I bought five of them. Um, that was the early dealer pack. Uh, that puts me at May 1st. Really? At having... Uh, the choice of what colors I want uh, May 1st on availability. Not so, too far out. So at our yeah. shoot, maybe someone's going to be shooting the new Rebel. Yeah. Yeah, yep. we're doing the shoot May 6th, and we just announced that. And uh, I think we're it's going to be a good party, a lot of fun. Yep. Nothing too yep. serious, just good people having yeah, a good time. Perfect. Maybe you could uh, make some sales at the shoot. Yeah, yeah. hey. That's, bring, uh, bring the mobile unit down there. There you go. <laughs> that, that, Revel, uh, that Revel, I've already got two of them. Uh, planned on being sold, so really? I'm going to put an order in for yeah for for at least two of them. And I don't know which unlucky guy is going to get their bow shot before they actually get it. <laughs> so when I get it, well, you just won't tell the shoot, tell and then we shoot, and then I'm going to put a box it back up. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what's what's that? What's yeah. is Darren going to be? Darren Christenberry is he going to be shooting the Revel? I don't know if he is or not. You know, I, I, haven't, I I didn't I I talked to him a lot at the ATA, but I didn't square off with him and say, which bow do you want to shoot? Uh, at that point, he had been so busy that he oh, hadn't yeah. had a chance to oh, shoot yeah. hardly any of them. Mm-hmm. And and I asked him if he'd been over to shoot the, the new options, and he said, I hadn't had a chance yet, but... Uh, it's, it's that's crazy, crazy how busy you know, and, and honestly, I don't know that Rio had either. I mean, Rio told us when we were at the ATA, we were sitting there talking to him for a little bit, and he said, 
He said, I'm, I'm anxious to get home, get out of this ATA and get home because mm-hmm. I'm going to have a rebel sitting on my doorstep. And I'm <laughs> yeah, I watched a video so, of him say, he's like, I haven't shot it yet, but one's waiting for me on my doorstep yeah. when I get home. I tell you, well, that guy is impressive. He, what, he picked one up there at ATA and yeah. shot three arrows and Robin Hooded two of them. Oh, yeah. I saw that picture. Really? Yeah. Yeah, really? yeah right That's there. No we sides. were sitting there watching him do it and he... <laughs> He'd come out and autograph the fletching and laid it on the table. It was, it was awesome. Uh-huh. He, he, three arrows, first time shooting the bow, the rebel. He just went wham, wham, wham. Robin Hooded. Is he, uh, he's, he's got no sight. Just bare bow. Just bare bow, just instinct, wham. Man, what? that's just what separates someone like that. It's just, it's, I don't want to say it's natural talent. Well, it's, no, it's his family. Like, his dad just won the uh, 60 and up uh, Lancaster. He placed no. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And they, Is he the uh, guy dressed up like Dressed up like Robin Hood. No, no, that guy that was so him. Cool. That was no. funny. Oh, I thought it was. Sorry. But like, yeah, I mean, him and, and his brother Logan, I mean, dude, you know, there's just something in the water up there and over there at Utah. Is that where he lives, Utah? Yeah. yeah there's something in the water. Man, Hoyt's got a they're, probably, they're probably drinking <laughs> minerals water, you know what I mean? Like, oh, natural yeah. spring, and it just helps I you. He just gets up and drinks Bush yeah. Light all day. I don't makes him such a champion. He probably doesn't drink beer that much. Piss his excellence. No, he's probably... <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny though that someone can be I mean a lot of practice and dedication mm-hmm, and time yeah. put into it but some people just have it and some people uh, I hate to say it might not ever have it no matter how much well, oh, he's and, and, and Darren has said several times you know this is this doesn't for me he says for me it doesn't come naturally I have to work at it and mm-hmm. this is hard work right. put together to make a really good uh, uh, to get the to get up to that skill level. Yeah, I mean, to, to get the at. results that you want to see, I mean, you have to work at it. Yeah. This is a lot of hard work over years of time to get to this point. But other people can go out there and shoot them. Now, I will say that the bows have come so far in the last 10, 15, 20 years a huge distance. And it's easy, especially if you pick up an Elite and shoot it, to say that this is, this is an easy shooting bow. Yeah. I can easily yeah. pick up this bow... And shoot it accurately, mm-hmm. even if I'm used to shooting another one or any other bow or haven't shot at all. There's and something so, for me personally about an elite bow that once you get to play with it, obviously these brand new bows right away, they're cranked at 70. At first, I was like, man, something just isn't right. Yep. Take them down to 65, it's like, oh, right, that feels right what I'm used to. Yep, yep. It's, uh, it makes a huge difference. It's easy and, to get familiar real quick. Yeah. Right. And, and what we had... Uh, what we shot, we shot the Tempo, we shot the Option 6, Option 7. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Tempo has an, a roller guard, mm-hmm. uh, and the uh, Impulse 34, Impulse 31, all the bows before never had a roller guard. Mm-hmm. Now there's a roller guard. So we talked about that ahead of shooting them. Yeah. I, I said, you know, that if you think about a, a roller guard versus a slide guard, okay, mm-hmm. a slide guard's going to come back towards you as you're drawing the bow. It's going to make it easier. Right. So when you go into shooting these newer bows... With a roller guard, it's fixed. It does not Doesn't move forgive any more than... I mean, mm, you're pulling... Right. Whatever your draw weight is, is what you're pulling yeah, all you the way all to the, the way back through. wall. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, when you guys draw them at 70 pounds, it's, and, and I drew it at 70 pounds, I thought, ooh, you feel this, is a, this is a lot right. to handle. Yeah. And then we back it off even five pounds. But the, the granted, bows. too, is, I don't know about you, Ross, I'll say it myself, I'll admit, I'm way out of shooting shape right now. Yeah. I, I haven't been yep. going to shoot my bow as much. Well, one, it's miserable outside, and I don't have right. an indoor, no offense, you got the, you got the set to shoot inside if you need to. But I guess I could do it in my garage, it's still cold in my garage. That's what I do, just, you know, you don't, you right. don't shoot 
But you know, hours. you start out a little before deer season, you're shooting your boat constantly, mm-hmm. getting ready, getting yeah, ready, yeah. and then you go out there and hunt and hunt and hunt, and if you shoot a couple arrows, you know, one, two, three, five, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you shoot a few arrows before you go hunting. You make but sure you're still you're not, in, but you're, you're not, not shooting yeah. 30, 40, 50 arrows yeah. right, in, Especially in an hour's time. 90, 100 yards sometimes when you go out, like, you know, when we practice in the summer, we, we yeah. throw arrows at shit that's way past 60 right. yards. Yeah. It's fun, because when you, once you do that all damn day, and you <laughs> yeah. go back to shooting 20 yards, it's like, man, I'm going to shred all my arrows up. Uh, yeah. But it's, uh, I don't know, it's just part of it. I'm way out of shooting shape, but, so coming into this, I'm like, oh, I know that, I feel that though, when I'm at draw and I start shaking, I'm like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. me, a lot of it's. But you know, you know, it was nice, and like you know, it just obviously you know with deer season, you know, you're not shooting a whole bunch because obviously you know you sometimes you get your broadheads tuned in, and you know for the average working guy, I mean, you not you might not have a set of arrows just for target, a set of arrows. So you know, when you're like not shooting, and I haven't been shooting a whole lot, and I came back and I pulled that that option seven back, even at sixty five pounds, it just felt right, and you know, it just it's one of those things. I'm surprised Elite has has done as well as they have, you know, going to the split limbs and things like that. Still having that 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 buttery well, smooth drawback. I'm not surprised. I, but they changed it so much, but they kept it shooting the same, which is like, you know, it's kind of weird. It's like, you know, or, if, or if, if a you're better. Yeah, if yeah. you were to like, you know, you had a girl who had a great personality, and then you meet a better looking girl that has the same exact personality, and it's awesome. It's like, how did this happen? <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? It's like, I mean, I, you know, it's got to be science, or it's just got to be. I, you know, it's not chance, but I mean, they did it so consistently. It just is. What are we talking about? <laughs> I'm saying, man, it's it's, it's nuts, man. You look at a bow that just it's oh. drastically different from what they were shooting, but it still shoots the same, and that's to me, that's yeah. awesome. I'm impressed, man. It, nowadays, too, either there's not a, there's some bow brands I, I they're not really they're on my radar, but not really. Like my I have a small circle of bow brands I'm looking mm-hmm. at, and Elite is obviously will always be one of them. Yep. And uh, so that I'm always and plus they make it a, a cool deal, like a big promotion. Like the new bows are coming out, they do the big release. Like mm-hmm. I already knew what Hoyts were coming out. Yeah. At ATA when I went in, I knew what was out already. Right. Matt Hughes was there. Matt Hughes and uh, Bruce Buffer were yep. doing the ATA reveal. We yep. missed the uh, we missed that. That morning, yeah. You guys just came in just after. We were literally like a mile away when we were rolling in. (sighs) So uh, we were watching it live as we were walking into the ATA. Really? Yeah. (laughs) We left at 4.30 in the morning to get there. And too late. So So it's okay. 4.25. Because the crowd cleared out and we were easily walking right right in. in. Yeah, I mean, we we got our badges (laughs) and we walked right in the door. And 30 steps later, we were right at the... At the elite booths. So. How many how many autographs did you sign when you were at ATA? I didn't sign one. Don't nope. let him fool you. He had I, people talking about him. That's no, what we hear. I, I got to hear this because you're the uh, one that heard this. I'd be, I gotta hear I'd this. be behind him and he'd pass somebody and then I'd catch the conversation. Like, that's Ross Bigger. That's that guy that's, you know, he's shooting. Yeah. I they must tell, have heard I can tell he's beautiful. Yeah, because they must have heard him talking. Because <laughs> they must have heard him beard. Like, yeah. they must have heard him talking because <laughs> the only way they heard so about him was on the podcast, I'm assuming. Right, yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. why he's so famous. No, don't be fooled. We, uh, it, it, it was pretty, it was pretty exciting to hear Austin and Tyson tell me that, that I walked past and somebody recognized me from Respect the Game. That means a right. lot because cool. mm-hmm. Respect the Game, like, we put a lot of effort into filming yeah. for that show. It looks and, so good, man. Making it, making it come together is just, I mean, you, you figure on a 22 minutes of airtime, and I get 11 minutes of that. Mm-hmm. That's, that's not just me. That's the guy filming for me, mm-hmm. and that's me and Austin right. that's sitting in on this podcast. Right. I mean, we have to make it happen. 
all these clips in 11 minutes time. Mm-hmm. So in 11 minutes, you've seen what we did this season. <laughs> I mean, that, I mean, that's and crazy. crazy. Really do it just yeah, yeah, exactly. So you sit there and think, well, gee whiz, 11 minutes isn't very long. But if right. you can get every camera angle and make it all come together, mm-hmm. it's... A, but you made, you made a difference in that 11 minutes. People are recognizing and saying this is good work. Yeah. And they well, recognize a, you. Well, It's a exactly. good show. Like, I enjoy the show. And I don't really... I'll say it all the time. I don't watch a lot of hunting shows anymore. One, not... I'm not a... I don't hate the hunting shows, but it's... A lot of it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I like to... I just enjoy your guys' show. And that's really before you guys came to do podcasts. I'm like, what better... Yeah. See what the show's all about, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh, the show's really awesome," yeah. you know. And do you have your buck here that you had? They shot late season. No, it's at the taxidermist. And I was hoping so. you'd have the skull plate somewhere inside. I don't. I, I just left it with uh, with the taxidermist. We, uh, and... you know, we 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 had we got to see a little uh, the. Because you're part of the Mile Time Club, right? One Did you know this, that, you're, that you're part of this like Mile Time Club? He knows about the Mile Steve-O, Time Club. Yeah. Steve-O's told me about it. He it's, got, it's kind of it's a, cool a tag thing. team. Yeah. Yeah. The mile never, heard, never heard of it. <laughs> Ross Bigger and Clark Cummings. Now, the drop tying off the Mile Time Club. Matt I heard that. You heard yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's the drop tying. Yep. And, uh, yeah, he shot, a, shot an absolute monster. So, I was saying, you know, um, in a couple years, you know, your drop tying... Look, guys, you know they're gonna be killing monsters too. Yeah. Like fourteen years, man, this, they're gonna be killing some. <laughs> mon- the, the deer they're gonna be killing your your kids are gonna be killing aren't even born yet. Yep, but they're gonna be monsters. Man. <laughs> yep, and yep. I, that's just weird to think about, right? Uh, that was that was so much fun. <laughs> even just just going and uh, getting to do the recovery for Clark and Matt, that, yep. that was fun. Watching a father son hunt together, get that deer shot, and then I got to come in and do the recovery, and we go find that deer. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I don't... and I'll tell you, Matt didn't even know it yet, but, but Clark called me before. Like, they yeah. were still looking for that deer, and, and Matt knows this now. Uh, yeah. We well, talked a... about this a little bit. The, the That podcast isn't out yet, the time of the recording of this podcast we're okay. doing. But we talked about that, and uh, you might be offended by what Matt said about you. Oh, oh yeah. well... He, uh, <laughs> he, he, yeah, I kept a secret for a little bit, but, uh, He said you had this stupid look on your face, because I guess you had saw the deer before. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like, he said you were all wide-eyed, and, uh... Oh, yeah. He may have used the wrong term. Yeah. But, uh, like, basically the look, like, you saw it, we're like, yeah. oh, shit, it's right there, he hasn't noticed it yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like Clark said... No, no Russell. kidding. Uh, to tell you the play-by-play, if Clark and Matt didn't already, uh, just during the recovery... We were climbing down through, and I was, I was getting every camera angle I could and trying to build the episode and, and everything. And I, I come down the hill, and we come to the creek bottom, and I had no idea that deer was anywhere within 10 feet of me. Yeah. But, but he was, and I didn't know it anyway. Clark said he almost stepped on it. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there filming Clark and Matt, and I'm backing up and backing up, going down through the creek bed, and they're starting to turn around. And Jenny, Clark's wife, mm-hmm. Matt's mom, was sitting there with me, and she was just basically right there at my she right hand. She knew about it. She didn't was. know it either. Oh, she did At this know. point, both okay. of us are walking together, and she's kind of staying right at my right at my backside or right hand shoulder uh-huh. side, and we're backing up, backing up. And I said, Jenny, why don't you climb over this log that was laying down in the creek? I said, why don't you climb on this log because I need to get back a little bit farther, and. And I turned and looked and pointed right where she needed to stand, and that deer was laying five feet away from me. And I thought, holy cow, look at the size of that deer. And I just pulled right back to the camera and focused on... How'd you play that off? I actually nudged Jenny, and I'm like, hey, right there behind us, look. And she looked, and her eyes got big, and she's like, oh, and she jumped behind me, and... uh, 
and my eyes got big, and I was just like, "Oh, I can't wait till he to see his." Reaction well, keep in mind for our deer. podcast listeners. I mean, we talked about it on their episode too. It's a hundred and ninety-six inch deer. Yes, yeah. very very large deer. Yeah, and I went over. I measured it after we did their podcast. Clark's like, just, yep. I just want to double check. Yep, I got one ninety-six. Man, we're, yeah, we are That's right amazing. on. That's it's, amazing. Uh, he, he did good. That deer had a 170 inch even typical frame net, and then you know add the abnormals yep. in where uh-huh. you're going to get 196, and there it is. Yeah. Man, and it's <laughs> that that was so much fun to be there for that. It had 17 I mean, inches abnormal on its, uh, I think, on its right side. Yeah, and and you were doing a podcast with us too. Um, we talked about this. It was the like, day he shot it. Yeah, you're yeah. like because we get done and you're like. Matt just shot a monster. Yeah, and it's like you know you you're one of the guys that like if it's if you say it's a monster, Clark says it's a monster. Yeah, there's a that, well, that, that that text came straight from Clark. And yeah, when Clark says Matt shot a monster, we we know it's going to be big. Mm. That's so. I was tell, I was saying like there's a few guys that say a lot of people throw the term monster around very yep. loosely. I'll do yep. it when I'm excited, like right after a shot, you know, oh, monster. Yep. Not really a monster always, but. uh there's a few guys, you, Clark, my buddy Jason Enders, and that's probably the, the, the top three that they say, I saw a monster or I shot a monster or someone shot one. Yep. You know, you it's, know a, it's a monster. It's a You're monster. You're in the 170s and up. Yeah. 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 It, it, yeah. It's not like your dad, when your dad shot his buck, it was like, hey, hey, what do you think? Oh, it's a good buck. It's a good buck. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the it's like, it's well, a nice deer. When you deer hunt enough, even if it's a 150, <laughs> yeah. that's still a really good buck. That's the thing. Buck, you and, know? and looking at a couple of deer that, that Austin and I both had on camera this year in several different places that mm-hmm. he has certain deer and I have certain deer on camera that are we know are seven to eight year old deer. Right, I mean, right. these are old. So even though they're only going to score 135, 140 inches, There's you, no point you look at them as a monster point, because... That is an old deer. So it's the most intelligent deer you can kill at that point in time with your arrow. Yeah. Or, you know, or whatever. Well, yeah, unless it's an eight-year-old nanny. Yeah, an eight-year-old nanny yeah. will get you every which time. One you, which one do you think is going to be more intelligent? I, uh, I, hope so, she's, I hope she's going blind and the hearing's yeah. getting rough. And she <laughs> because you gotta, you, cause you got to yeah. think, you know. I don't but, know if you can compare that, though, because I feel like they're they're two different animals. They're wired differently. Yeah, like, but yeah. Console, like, like an eight-year-old buck versus an eight-year-old doe. Like, there's a certain point in time where that buck's going to get, mm, yeah, I know I'm a little wise, but well, the thing oh, is, the smell in the air, I'm going to yeah, get a little the dumb. The thing is, the doe <laughs> puts herself out there almost as in just like, I know my way around this, whatever. Mm. I can be out in the open. I can right. be seen. An eight-year-old buck doesn't always, he's not always... In the open, no, nope. you know it's right. like, it's a, it, they're wired differently. Like one snap of a stick, and that buck is like hightailing out. But he won't let you know he's hightailing out. He'll slip out. Now, that's a big difference. I'll tell you, you're going to talk about Bill. You Winky go right ahead, now. Austin. I want you. I want you to talk <laughs> about right. Bill Winky. So he brought something to my attention. Is we've been contradict what I just said. Just a little, well, okay. a little bit. Oh, the whole thing. We, we've been bow hunting a long time, so you always think the older a buck gets, the harder he's going to be to kill. He's going to be more nocturnal. You're never going to see him. I go. I know where this theory is going. I'm okay, interested so here. Bill Winky says, and it makes sense to me because I've seen it personally. A deer gets to four years old to five years old. He's like, he's at his peak. He's mentally at his peak, nocturnal most of the time. Once he hits six, seven years old, he's he's starting to go downhill a little bit. He mm-hmm. starts getting kind of sloppy. You'll pick him up. Ah, you'll pick him up ooh. in the evenings a little bit more, that half hour before dark. Yep. You're going to start seeing deer like that more than when they were four and five years old. And, ooh, that's an interesting ooh, yeah, theory. Do you think maybe it it's because his eyes are getting a little bit... Bad. They're just getting older. They're getting more senile. They're just yeah. they're just 
their brain activity is kind of on the downhill slide. Or do you think exactly. that he's like getting a little like maybe this is kind of the same thing you're saying, a little lazier, a little more comfortable with what his patterns are? I haven't yeah. got hurt yet. I'm can kind of maybe or that's, or that's possible. I was chasing a deer last year. That's an interesting theory. That kind of wow. <clears throat> I was chasing words a, in my mouth. Last year, my brother killed a deer. We called the bear Jew. And he ah. was my number one deer for two years. I passed on him when he was three, two different times, and didn't see him for three years. And then six years old, boom, I had three encounters and like two weeks with him. Really? And then George ended up shooting him right after And we that. both yeah. have stories just like that right there. That that counts for yeah. a lot. Man, when, that's a, that's when a, a deer goes missing, but... When a deer goes missing, and this isn't like... We're hunting 30 acres and the deer went missing. This is like they're hunting 250, 300 acres yeah. and the deer went missing. Well, within right. his home. Where did he what, go? Uh, what, what did your brother say after he shot him? Was he, I just shot the bear Jew. He didn't even know it was a bear Jew. <laughs> he, I had to tell him it was a bear Jew because I, I didn't want him to know he was Austin, up there. So Austin actually named this deer the bear Jew. He, he, he had a big history with this deer from the time he was two until the time he was shot. And it just, it just, I'm, I'm telling you not to hit the table. Talk he, no, he just, he, no, he's because he's grabbing on the story. I'm like, Kurt's in it. He's like, really, tell me this on camera. It's like, like, like a limp handshake. I'm just like, yeah. just, just, that was a little awkward. Awkward. Like, How you doing? Hey, don't touch it. Just, just easy. <laughs> don't even look at it. You're still aggressive. <laughs> so, but. But no kidding, but, that uh, that that was a, that was a really good story, it really, and, dude. That's a great. It caught, theory, my, man. it caught my attention when Bill said that, and if anybody's going to know, it's going to be Bill Wing. Oh, for sure. I like yeah, I, I like his theory about. Um, I don't know what he did this on. I, I see him talk about a few videos online on, on Midwest Whitetail, which is he's a legend, man. Greatest newsletter you can get. Your yeah, email. I subscribe to that every, for sure. That, every week, check it. He's somewhat in our area. Yeah, he's, he's local, so yeah. um, it affects us. Yep. What did he talk about? The basically like the spook level. Yeah. On a mature buck, and basically, he if you're walking it, in an alley, let's yeah, hear what, yeah, I want to hear what Austin has to think about that because I'm still yeah. on the fence. Yeah. What, are, what are you talking about? He now? said basically, so, so the question was submitted: How bad I spooked a deer, or I jumped a, a mature buck that I've been hunting in my area? Um, how long before he could show back up, or if he ever would show back up? And he compared it to, well, it all depends on the level of scare. And he said, you know, if you're walking down a dark alley and you hear a noise that scares you, you might run out of there and maybe come back a few days later. And it, I well, think it depends a lot on the piece of ground, too, how big the piece of property is. I mean, right. if you're in a little 30-acre piece and you bump him and the next big chunk's two miles away, he's probably not going to hang out in that little 30-acre piece. He's probably scooting point. over mm-hmm. to the next piece, mm-hmm. whereas if right. you're, you're right. hunting a big 160 block... He can move over and then fifty yards and be yeah, out. Yeah, he could be right back in a couple but days then, later. The other thing he said too, but you know, the one day you go in, and you hear a noise, or the other scenario, if you go in and uh, there's a guy standing there with a knife, and you see the shadow of a guy with a knife, you're probably never going to go back right. in that alley yeah, again. Right. That's how he compared. The well, two that's that's a pretty good comparison. So, but I, you know, you always got to throw the variable in. Maybe there's a couple hot does. I would think. If right. I mean, yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe the brain's not thinking. You know, because <laughs> you know. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, with, with, with you know, when all that all that changes, you know, um, I'm not going to try and use big sciencey words, but you know, because I know, like, you know, you'll you just start hear doing, ice from Yetis just clanking. Just clanking. <laughs> I mean, you'll start doing something. If there's hot does, I mean, you never know. That buck's like, yeah, I had a weird encounter down well, there, but old be, Becky, man, she's. I think what makes a big difference is if that buck smells you. And the le- level of um, 
of how you jumped him if you walked mm. in and jumped a deer or whatever. You know what I mean? If yeah. you're if you're in his bedding area of like an idiot, you're walking through and he smells you and he sees you. I think you He's really screwed some hard. shit up yeah. right yeah. there. But I think if you're walking in and he happened to just be milling on a field edge or something, he doesn't see you and he doesn't wind you. He just heard you. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so bad. He yeah. might be back in a couple. Of, that's maybe now, my theory. But the, the only thing that I have to compare to this scenario, I should say, would be. That I was, I was young. I was a very young bow hunter. I think I was 16, 17. 16 or 17. Mm-hmm. Didn't know much about it. I started bow hunting when I was 15. And I went uh, after school. So school gets out at what, 310, 315? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a five minute drive home, 10 minutes. I threw my camo on in the parking lot at school, drove home, or got home. And ran out to the backyard and went to a certain draw that was just, it wasn't very far away. Mm-hmm. And I went running into that spot and jumped. I would call a 160-inch deer. I mean, he was big. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was literally bedded right underneath my deer stand. Jumped and blew out, took off. Blew like, everything. He didn't really blow. I could just, I, I mean, one day he did, the next day he didn't. I'll get to that. <laughs> he, uh... <laughs> So I went in, the first day he, you know, tail up, took off, dropped down over the ravine, and that was the end of it, laying right underneath my deer stand. Almost like your typical spook or deer. Yeah, you know, the first time he was like, hey, I don't like that, and I'm out. Mm -hmm. And the the next day, I thought, you know what, I'm going to get out of school, and I'm going to fly out there as fast as I can, and sit in that stand, and hopefully he's he's in the area. Mm -hmm. Blew him out again. And I thought, you know what, maybe... Maybe I should uh, skip school. That nope. boy didn't didn't do it. You didn't skip. Went, nope. Went through school. Now I know that now what I should have done. Yeah. But I uh, went back out there. Day number three, blew him out. Day number four, never seen him again. Mm. After that, so to he, me, to- he tolerated it three times yep. before he, he tolerated. It. So yeah, that's the point of the story. Is that, that big, huge deer tolerated it three times before he decided I'm gone. I'm not coming back. He, and, he tolerated enough until it became a pattern. Uh-huh. Yep. That's right. You so know, that's three right. times is a habit, or I guess you could say, and, and then he's yep. like, nah, I'm out. So, I'm done. You know, for any young kids you know, that are out there listening, take note, um, just skip school. Skip school. <laughs> skip school. If I can take that back, I'm what, telling you. What are you going to remember more, a Wednesday in the middle of November, your eighth grade year, or, a, well, actually, 11th grade, or are you going to remember a 150-inch deer? Just saying, memories make for a better life. You know what? I, yeah, that's well, right. You know what I think, though. I think there's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, whatever. I, yeah, I, I kind of agree there. But you can't I dispute think, what the guy's saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I agree with you for once, Steve. It's uh, no kidding. One of the you no know, kidding. Ross, <laughs> Ross is like, damn, Steve. Last time we podcasted, you were sick and you didn't say a word. Yeah, that was great. yeah. I, I would say that. There's no clear answer on and what spooks a deer. They're all individuals. No matter how you want to break it down, each deer is different. It has each, a different personality. Yeah, mm-hmm. each, each habitat is different. Each property setup is different. Um, there's no blanket answer to what we're talking about. But it does make a very interesting conversation. And you can kind of break down what the majority of mm-hmm. the tactic or how a deer right. reacts to a certain situation and, and and the personality between every different deer, yep. say say I bumped that deer three times, and it depends and on where that deer there. was in age, like how right what you were saying yeah, exactly about how you know a buck that gets older might be letting loose a little bit or getting comfortable, which 
you know, I definitely see that point. I never really thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I didn't either. That's why it kind of piqued my interest when Bill said that. Yeah. And, and, and something, Austin else, and I... something else that he brought up, I'm going to say this while I'm thinking about it on the same, uh, the same interview that he was doing. Uh, it was at the Deer Classic last year, I believe. Yep. But he talked about when you enter and exit your stand – about alerting the deer before you go in so you don't bump them so hard like if you have to go in and hang a stand in the summertime or whatever and you know that deer might be in there he'll go in and deliberately start up a chainsaw a yeah. hundred yards yeah. away creeks and ditches and he talked about this too on bump his blog, video. and that really stuck with me too that's that made a lot of sense to me yep i watched right. a video with him i can't remember what deer it was i, I believe it was on youtube on midwest whitetails youtube channel there was an absolute monster. I, I believe this deer is every bit of 200 inches, pa- patternable. And, you know, of course, nightfall, he's hunting in the afternoons. And he's, I think he's hunting with a bow out of like a, almost like a redneck blind style thing, like plastic elevated blind, whatever. Yep. And uh, the deer would come in and it'd get dark. And he'd be like, well, I'm going to spook this deer way worse getting out of this blind that he obviously knows is right here. Yep. So instead, I think he had, he would have someone go up and either... Fake, I can't remember which, because I get Dana Pace's um, story confused. Yeah, with this Dana kid, Pace yeah. had his son howl like a dog to spook deer out of the field, and then he would use that as his exit strategy to get the hell out of there. Okay, but I so believe, he was he was having him howl outside of the field. Yeah, not right out way of the field. Way by the road, right. by the road. Oh, okay. And uh, But I think Bill Winky would have someone fire up a chainsaw or something loud, and he would use that. That would spook the deer off, and then he would use that. Okay, time now, to go. Now, a few times I had my dad and my brother come get me and Austin out of the blind. Several yep. times we had that happen. In a vehicle. And then, and then the night that, we, I mean, we were close to the deer that I shot this year. Austin and I were getting close to killing him. Yeah, you talked about that on your last podcast. Okay, so yeah. all the listeners out there, go tune in the back to that. You touch on that a little bit. Yep. It's a great podcast, great story. Yep. But you should have been there for that one. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, she should have, for <laughs> sure, right? But uh, we, I don't know, uh, that specific night that we actually got an encounter with that deer, which was only the second time I seen that deer in person. Yeah, because you were having trouble like locating what locating the fuck was this deer. This deer was wandering, and I've talked to a few guys that lease ground around us since then, and they all said they had pictures of him. So bizarre. And I thought he lived on He was on blowing up cameras all over the place. Every yeah. camera you had, he was on. He was and everyone everywhere. else is chomping at the bit to get him, but they were. I, I think you're the only one that shoots an elite around there, so... Uh, <laughs> it's like a magnet. So, I don't know what it is. It is what it is. So, so this deer was all over the place, and uh, three, four, five, two weeks worth of hunting, basically, uh, ahead of that, we yeah. decided Dude, you uh, were we'd have, we'd <laughs> have my, my brother or my dad come get us, and at one point I almost called my wife... And told her to load up both boys and come get us. <laughs> but I thought, you know what, we, we can't. I, I text my brother. He said, I can't come tonight. So I, in my backpack, I had a, uh, a howler, a oh, mouth yeah, call. Yeah. Just a mouth call. And I think it was like a Primos. And uh, I threw it in my backpack just in case. And that deer that I shot walked out. I he think was this was like three or four days to us killing him. 60, 70 yards away from us. Like 60, right on 70 yards. We had the windows open on that redneck. Yeah. And we blew at that deer. How <laughs> weird. And he looked right at us. I mean, like locked eyes. And then bailed out of there. And so did every other 25, 30 deer that were in the field. Bailed out of there. And we sprinted for the truck. It seems almost exactly the opposite of what you want to do. You right. would think, like, you know, I'm going to get down, sneak out quiet, yep. but 
Think about what that looks like to a whitetail. Yeah. That everything wants to kill a whitetail. Yeah, they're it's, prey. it's survival. If they know like right. it's a coyote, obviously I know it's going to be louder. Like a chainsaw, obviously I hear chainsaws and I don't die. So therefore, chainsaws yeah. must be safe. I'm just going to ease out of here. You know, people like, are like left and right killing deer with chainsaws in your area. Yeah, I'd be like, dude, if, I'd be like, I'd be like, if you know, if you were in a house or whatever, you know, you lived in your house for four or five years. All of a sudden, like you see a ghost in there just out of nowhere. Like that's going to really freak you out. You'll probably burn the house down and never come back. No, 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 I would. Yeah. Your house has like certain noises, and you hear something different. You're like, oh, that's not normal. Yeah, right. and you right. go and check it out. But you right. have those noises that that's you a, hear every right. day. Exactly. That's a good way to put it. Like. A lot of people don't really think, how would you react to certain things if you were used mm-hmm. to this? Like, if all your life knew was, I know where the food is, I know where the bed is, I know where the women are. That's their cycle, essentially. I know when it, where I can move safely. Nice cycle to have. Quietly. <laughs> it, you know, but survival is their main key. I know to avoid coyotes. Mm-hmm. I know to avoid this. I know to avoid that. It's no different than what we are. We know not to do certain things. Right. What, Just like you said, if you hear a weird noise in your own living room, it's gonna be. It's gonna, gonna freak check. you out. Or like if, if, if it's something you know, your, different. Your vehicle. You're in your vehicle all the time, mm-hmm. and something's going wrong with it. You know right away. Like that something's sounds right. different, or there's something yeah. going on. Yeah, some, that might some, be a weird some, way to look at it. But some it, people it, take their car and right away. If you're like me, it's just eh, whatever. <laughs> right. I'll just tune it out. If you were a mature buck, you uh, you wouldn't make it past a year and a half. Probably. Even if it's smoked by a car. That holler works nice because they're used to it. I mean, they hear a coyote every night firing right. off. So it wasn't like we they were hear it. At them. It puts them on alert. It moves them, but it doesn't totally blow them out. Right. And, sure. And it's nothing it different. Nice. Yeah. We never. We didn't just open the window and start hollering at them and say, "Hey," right, and yeah. scare them out. We we howled at them. He looked at us. We literally locked eyes. That was that was pretty intense. But who knows if he saw? I mean, you think he was close enough to be like? He I don't know, man. He, He's only think, sixty yards. I don't think he knew right where we were at, but he knew there was Didn't that noise was coming from really close to him. And but the he pro- didn't, and the he problem didn't waste was much time getting out of there. He came out after filming light, so there right. was no chance. So right, that's right. why we Shout blew out. at him. Yeah. I mean, it, for for camera, mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. you probably could have shot him if he would have moved in within three minutes. You could have got him shot, but yeah. camera lighting was bad, and I yeah. thought, you know, changes what? everything. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, we, we and we were hungry and we needed to eat, so we, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Know, you know, we got to get You can never. Well, I don't want to say never. Got stuff at the case. Depends gets on what, pizza. <laughs> <laughs> depends on what kind of camera equipment you have. Like you never really give anyone shit. Like I know a lot of like some hunts. You, oh, that that was real well light, little past legal shooting. Like oh, not really because the camera tells a different story. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Depends on what camera you have. Right. You, you yeah. know, some of them. I'm a rookie on videoing, and this camera that he's using literally better than what you're. Average your eye is going to see, see. Yeah. It, it picks up more light than what your eye does yep. it's amazing what this oh, camera really? does yep. Yep. It, it is very you got some cool camera equipment what's that uh what was that little gizmo you had that little sci-fi camera the osmo oh yeah, the osmo. osmo oh yeah yeah that's an osmo 4k yeah that little guy he's it's like et <laughs> yeah uh, it's, it's, it's like, like this for people don't who don't know what it was, i guess you could show it on the video if you had to but it's this camera that's on this like joystick. Swi- joystick swivel thing and it follows you where you go, and you can lock on target. It's got a selfie button. Yep, it's got a selfie it's button. It's pretty that, bizarre. You can take off running down a beach and film like you're on rails. <laughs> I mean, there's no... Well, no if only they had that back in the Baywatch days. Yeah, I know. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> they, they had to set up one hell of a track to get that. Yeah, you know, yeah they probably did, too. That's nuts. Like, it doesn't move, man. That's 
got to be for those action sport guys. I mean, I I assume I'm not an action sport guy, but we know, we know, you know, yeah. But especially like <laughs> you're you know, not. Uh, no, believe it or not, the, the, the only thing, the, the only athletic thing I could do is maybe throw like three bowling balls without hitting a gutter ball. That's, like, that's good. It's, I mean, it's, it's, that's, start. that's a start. <laughs> that's it. I what mean, are you like? Just naturally good at bowling, maybe? If you're I'm sleeping, watching Netflix, um, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not bad. Uh, I'm naturally good at not being able to sleep very well at night. On my back, I'm naturally good at that. You know what? I just I picture like if we ever like if St- you never met Cam Haynes in person, I picture he just hate oh. you. Just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, just he from first, he probably look at me just looking at him. Right, yeah. at, right. You're against everything he stands for. Oh yeah. <laughs> Avoid you at all costs. I don't know. You know. Uh, no, I, I bet. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm real good at baseball though. That's that's my that's my thing, dude. I can baseball is yeah. Like ten years ago, I was playing one age up so. Twelve year old little league. I was playing on the big leagues. I was, I was playing the big, big fields. Deal. I was able to Damn. lead off. That's yeah, so I, I come I back. That. I don't know if I do. I come back. I tell you what. I almost, Let him tell a story. I almost did. Hit, I, I almost <laughs> hit. Get through it, guys. I almost, I almost hit a home run one time. Did you? Yeah, and there was this. Uh, um, uh, this, this, chick, this, chick, this, this chick that I like. No, seriously, this chick that I like. Have you guys met before this podcast? <laughs> yeah, before yeah, today? yeah, you guys yeah. Have? We went to a cutie and made back. Uh-huh. Oh, jeez. Right, this, this, this chick that I liked, um, she showed up, and uh, my buddy said, uh, you know, do it for her. And I, man, I crushed his baseball. I crushed it. Well, the kid that was out there was freakishly large out in left field. He was like, dude, he was like, he was like six foot two at like 13. Robs me of a home run. It wasn't like a rob me of a home run. He just like leaned against the fence and caught it. And I remember like, you know, it was like three weeks to the end of my baseball career. And I remember my dad just said, boy, I I just always wish you would have hit a home run. <laughs> it's a horrible story. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was going to be a good ending. Oh no! Oh, did you want me to have a good ending? Yeah, I did. I thought you were going to smash it's over. It no, my, my my dad still loves me. That's the end. There you <laughs> there go. There you go. But, yeah, no, that's like the only sport I did. But um, you know, it's athletic sports are really hard, and they're hard on your body too. Like that's not a thing. Um, archery is a but archery. It's a mental sport. It is anything. I, I would think. I think that's so too. I, I sure. think it's I a mental I, game. That's why I love hunting. Archery. Is a mental yeah, game. Hunting man. is. You want to? I mean, if you don't bow hunt. If you listen to this podcast, mm-hmm. you obviously you bow hunt. But if you don't, or you just listen to this and think you're going to get into it, it'll be a mental test for you. Yeah. I mean, you can listen to Ross's last episode, getting down to the wire, late season. Mm-hmm. That'll really break you. Cold weather and yep. patience. In a way, it puts a lot of pressure on mm-hmm. you. So you spend all year long doing your food plots, practicing yep. 3D shooting, and it comes down to five or ten seconds of being able to make that, make make that, make but that it puts a lot of pressure on you. It does. That's it's been the it. it's been the one thing in my life. That obviously, you know, when I was playing sports, I did a lot of golf and you know football, um, you know, for high school. But like archery and hunting is like the one thing that like every day I'm thinking about. You know, when I was doing when I was playing baseball, you know, some days you know when it was like winter, I wasn't really thinking about it. You know, you could have gone to batting cages, but. Archery and is one of the things that doesn't matter what time it is, you you always want to just go shoot because you know, yeah, if if I hurt something or you know I'm not swinging the bat it's right, more it's more of a, it's a challenge against yourself and whatever you're pursuing yeah. or anything, and that's my weird thing with like the whole like nowadays. And I talk about it, and maybe it's like debatable, and maybe people hate me for the way I talk about it, or I'm just not good at explaining what I what I mean. Like the whole fitness swinging dick stuff that's mm-hmm. going on now in the industry like people that are cocky it's not about that like 
we're in here all different types of hunters, different types of archers, and we're all having a good time, yep. and we're all relatable. And that's the thing I love most about hunting and what I want to keep most about the hunting industry is the good old boy uh-huh. and girl type of camaraderie that we try to bring with our podcast every episode. Like, right. we're sitting yeah. in here. We're drinking beer. We're not drinking protein shakes. I mean, we're... Well, the thing you is, know, I'm the not thing... saying it's not important. Yeah, it's just Yeah, and working out is great, but... I uh, and it's discipline. Did that annoy you a little bit at the show? Yeah, you know there was there was a little, there was a lot of that, I guess. But I, you know, I respect everybody that can that can work out on a mandatory schedule and get it done. And and they're very very healthy. They don't drink bush lattes and they don't drink <laughs> Keystone. No, they drink Michelob. Or Crown even. You know, I'll throw Crown, I guess. You're going to you poke know. at us, we're going to poke <laughs> back at you. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. It, it, uh, I respect them in the highest way, but dang, man. It, mm-hmm. I, you know, you get... It's overwhelming after it, a while. You know, it's not so much overwhelming as it is I... Uh, yeah, I, okay. I would say yes. It's It can get overwhelming, but I can say that... It, I always have an excuse, like, man, my schedule is so full, yeah. I can't, You're a literally, too, I don't huh? have time for that, but, right. but these guys are making time for that, so I, you know, you start, I, my hat's off to them for getting it done, I'm sure. not going to take sure. anything away from them, they're, they're getting it done, right. and that is awesome, them, you know, that, yeah. that's a whole other thing, it's in between true, our yeah. schedules, you know, they got another thing in there, you know what yeah, I, you know, true. you know what I respect more than that, the game. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Yep. Respect the game, guys. Yep. That's true. The game is. The game is is is, is basically it trumps it needs everything. I mean, it needs yeah. respected. No, that. Uh, but no kidding. I mean, it. I like to shoot my bow. I like to hunt deer. Some people like to drink protein shakes and work out, and they got a really good schedule at it, and they're really good at hunting deer. So there's a there's a huge huge spectrum of hunters out there all trying to accomplish the same thing mm-hmm. but it's how when, you get there it's how you, get there. It's how, it's how you do it so we're, right. we're covering everybody here but then again for me myself and and i and austin as mm-hmm. a cameraman because it is a team anytime you go out and film mm-hmm. uh i mean that for sure is first and foremost <laughs> is shoot your bow just like you guys always say yeah. yep. go shoot you your bow. Go, i mean you can't Put your, okay, let's say you put yourself in that situation where the deer's standing there. You got that 10 seconds, like Austin said. You got that 10 seconds of, I got to capitalize on this. Mm-hmm. This could be my entire season right here. Definitely could be. You yeah. want to be able to make it happen, right? Yep. So shoot your bow. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's that's what it amounts that's to. That's number one. Know your equipment for sure. Because it's all instinct. I mean, when you're on the on flat-footed, standing on the ground, shooting at a target, Mm-hmm. It's a whole other ball game when you go to the deer stand and you're the wind's blowing. Up and the wind's yeah, the wind's blowing. You've been sitting there. You've been sitting there for five hours and you're you're well, yeah, shaking. When you're shooting a target too, you don't have any obstacles in your way. Like you got to watch out for yeah. like tree branches, right. and little twigs. And, and stuff. the target isn't reacting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not looking right at you. Taking a step. Nothing. For sure. It's it's a dynamic, man. I guess that's why we all love it. It's a beautiful thing. And uh, we're getting real close to the end of the podcast here, but. Uh, 
Also, I gotta ask you, what was your first experience with Steve like? Oh God! <laughs> Tell me this. It was all good. We just went to the QDMA He's banquet. Nice. Yeah, he is. No, it was. It, Did you want to beat him up at all? No, I didn't. Did you want to beat him up? <laughs> Usually, people that first meet him just want to beat him up. Sock him right in the mouth. We were drinking a couple beers. <laughs> we were watching the yep. auction going on. It was yep. all. It was all good. It was, it was weird how they set it up because like you had to like. They open up like the barn door and like right outside the barn. So you essentially had to step outside to get beer because they pulled the beer truck in. The uh, like the it's like the uh, it was literally two steps, I, but it was the worst two steps you could ever imagine. <laughs> is, is what I'm saying. Because I mean, you know you had to take one step, followed by another step. You fill up your beer, then you got then you got to take one in. more step, Jeez. and then and then Man. on top of that, one more step. I just couldn't imagine. They could have set it up better. I mean, I was could it have... actual like steps, like stairs? Or no, no, it was all this flat. This is like like this table. Just flat. So if they, if they threw <laughs> stairs in there, you'd be done. Oh no, you'd be done. I wouldn't have drank Exhausted. that. Exhausted. You could have <laughs> fell that far. It sounds like. <laughs> well, I mean, there there were some pretty long oh. steps, is what I'm saying. I wish I had my heelys on though. You guys know about the heelys, the uh, where you lean back and you got the the wheel on yeah. there. No, I, yeah, I, I brought, uh, I invited Steve to the QDMA. Yeah, I remember. And uh, I'm like, man, I'm bringing a lot of a lot of really good buddies. I, I'm, I'm inviting Steve. <laughs> I trust and respect. So yeah. I, I had to, I just give Steve, no, I didn't even give Steve, but I wanted to give him a little <laughs> bit of a, uh, a little pep talk and just yeah. say, hey, man, you know, these, you know, these are my friends. And don't say these are my guys. Stupid. These guys are highly intelligent. Don't, don't get out of line. Yeah. <laughs> did, you have to, did you have to warn them a little bit? This no, is, I didn't. No. I just kind of let it fly and just sat back and watched. Oh, no. That's so, I mean, it was, kind of, it was kind of a show. It was kind of a comedy to me. It's almost like going to a 3D yeah. shoot with no sight on. Right? <laughs> the same type of feeling like, oh, I don't know how this is going to so, go. Check this out. And then he started, oh, God, he actually hit the target. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I'm lying. He, he did really good. He, you know, which was weird because you, you Steve doesn't that. do good. No, never. <laughs> That's the same pep talk that uh, my buddy Jason Enders, if, if you've never met him. You, I haven't. You should meet him. He'll, be, he'll probably be there next weekend at Eric's house. We're having a little good. shindig. Um, when I went, the first time Steve was going to meet Jason, I'm like, hey, man. Here's the deal. Here's the situation. <laughs> Keep it straight. If this guy starts talking about bow hunting, I really think it's a good time for you to shut your mouth and maybe uh, <laughs> listen to what he's got to say. Learn a thing, too. Um, that's all I got for you. Have fun. He loved you, though. I mean, he's, he's such a good dude. Now, you know, I love, like, um, you know, anytime we can meet, you know, anytime, like, we can meet somebody and be introduced to the circle, usually I'll, like, I'll get in with them so they think I'm, like, a nice guy and then I turn into a total, total turd. It just, really? it's like, yeah, yeah. it's weird. Talk, how it I wasn't done yet. You But, uh, no, man, because it's always like, you know, you're always going to have some experiences that, like, guys, like, you know, like, all of a sudden now we met Austin. Austin's got some crazy stories, I bet. You know, and you just get to hear oh, things God, and you, you get to learn. The you know? weird thing is, the weird thing is, though, no one ever forgets Steve. Nope. You can't. You, know I mean? you can't. That's why I don't no commit crimes, to... man. <laughs> I'm, I'm picked out of a crowd. <laughs> or since I was a little kid, everyone, the whole classroom would be talking. I'd get yelled at. How come I'm getting yelled at? Well, because you're loudest you and you're out. just you. you know? Yep. yep. <laughs> that's true. Well, this podcast, if it was a little echoey for you, that's because we're, we're basically talking into the open on the uh, on our equipment here, which it should sound all right. Uh, so it was fun, though, doing a podcast. Yep. A little yeah. change of uh, pace at 164 here. Mm-hmm. Um Definitely the one of the cooler places we've ever done a podcast. Yeah, um, surrounded by all things that are good. Yeah, bows, some taxidermy, a bear, a couple of two hundred inchers, some some archery. 
equipment, some tuning equipment, everything you'd want, really. All kinds um, of stuff. Great friends, too. And the, we'll say this. We didn't say this at the beginning. This episode is brought to you by 164 Outdoors. We should yeah. have. I missed that, and yeah. I apologize to you. But I figured it was obvious because we were here. You know? Right. It'll work. <laughs> nah. It'll work. Whatevs. <laughs> Whatevs. Um, thanks for coming in. Oh, well, you didn't come in. You were already here, Austin. We yeah, can't they, Thanks for staying. I'm used to saying that. But, Appreciate uh, you guys having me. It was fun. Oh, man. Yeah, you um, come in to do some more. Anytime Ross is going to supply me with some crown, I'll be here. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to uh, bring our own, we'll have to get our own big bottle of crown and keep it in the studio Ooh, yeah. at the Bucketorium. Um, you got you like could, one of them Jaeger tappers, like just like the crown. Tap. <laughs> um, yeah, I haven't seen one of those yet. There's an open door policy at the studio for you guys. Anytime you guys want to come in and do one in studio, you're more than welcome. You know that already. Yep. You can Maybe you don't, but you can actually call me, hey, we're going to come in. Like uh, Whoever you had to cancel. Uh, we'll be in there in an hour. Mm-hmm. So you got to come in the studio and do one. Yep. And uh, it'll be a good time. So yeah. anything you guys want to add real quick before we, before we sign off? Or, or is there Nothing. something we need to talk about? we got a little bit of time. We can cover something. Did we did we miss something here? We're talking oh. about going to the Iowa Deer Classic coming mm-hmm. up March 3rd through 5th. Yep. There you go. You guys will be there for sure? Yep. Okay. We'll be yep. there. We'll be there. We're yep. going to be podcasting there. Thanks for bringing that mm-hmm. up. I forgot all about it. We'll be podcasting there. Um We'll be podcasting there, so if you, we have a private room. If you're in the area, we'll have it all on Snapchat and probably on our Instagram story and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you, we'll basically catch up with us, and I'm sure afterwards we'll grab some dinner and yeah. go somewhere and relax and have a good time on the weekend. So if someone's going to be out that way and wants to meet up with, with us or any of the great people from Respect the Game, um, Ross and Austin will be there, so come along and it'll she be a good has, time. She has a message I'm, sure, I'm sure Clark will be there. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Clark will be there. Hell, we... and, and me and Austin have a tradition we started. Last year we got pulled over on the way home. Mm-hmm. Oh. So we're uh, we're hoping we can keep that rolling. There you go. I'm sure we can figure <laughs> break a taillight out. I, be good. I got a I got a little hundred dollar fine, so uh, we're uh row row. Yeah, what hey you know, hey, you know what we can do? Happens. We'll uh we'll probably be within all walking distance of the show. Uh, any yeah. any pubs or hole in the walls and then uh hell I don't get why we can't just do a, a big party podcast at the hotel and yeah. get get everyone in, have a community show going on. Yeah. You know, have, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, get as many people as possible. That'd be That's a right. hot mess, <laughs> Video <yeah>. podcast, Ross. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> he forgot. I guess. Forgot about that. Ah, yeah. um, Sorry. But uh, yeah, we're... We can get a little loose sometimes here in the yeah, podcast. Well, you know. Honor. That's our thing, though. But yeah, basically, thanks for listening. Check us out at Iowa Classic. The shoot May 6th. If you'd like to be on, um, shoot us an email or, uh, as Steve would say, DM us. And DM I feel us. like I'm a rambling right now. So you know what yeah. to do, guys. Go shoot your bow. Maybe it's an elite. Maybe it's something else. Have a good time. We love you. Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. (laughs) Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss Life on the Water every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. (laughs) The destination for outdoor entertainment.